Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Awesome. Well, welcome to another episode of my... Ju- uh, wait, I'm about to mess up my own... My own- <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on, let me, let me restart that over. Welcome, guys and girls and everybody in between to another episode of my GBS with Mikey Sparkles. Forgive me, I just got out of the gym. I'm a little out of breath. Um, but yeah, welcome to another episode. Uh, and today, I have... Noah Vell. What's going on, bro? Nothing much. What's going on with you? Nothing much. I am fucking tired, man. Um, I did not go to the gym yesterday, so I had to make up for lost time. Absolutely. Uh, but other than that, um, it's going good. How have you been? I haven't seen you since the first time I met you, which was, what, like almost a year and a half, two years now? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's been almost. Oh wait, that lose you? Did you you probably you probably locked your phone by mistake? One second. Hold on one second, guys. Technical difficulties. Noah, you there? Yep, I'm still here. Oh, okay. There you go. Did you lock your phone by mistake? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, one thing about this, if you try to, if you lock your phone, like, if you personally lock your phone, I think it'll, like, mute the recording for some reason. It's really weird. I don't know. Gotcha. Uh, but, anywho, yeah, uh, what was it? So, it was a USWX show. Yes, it was. Uh, in the middle of bumfuck Egypt, Texas, somewhere in the middle, <laughs> where I know, look, the first few times I went there, like, uh, when me and my buddy first started, like, out in wrestling training... Um, I was like, bro, where are you taking me? I was like, this is where black people go to die. So when, (laughs) when me and Azzy first pulled, uh, the first time that we had ever gone out there, it was the exact same thing that I was thinking. I was like, Azzy, we're not going to stay out here long. We're going to, you know, lock the car doors as soon as we get it. Like the moment that civilization went away and it was just trees. I was like, Azzy, we're locking the doors now. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Look, I'm telling you, bro. Like, especially, you know, uh, being a gay man and a black man at that point, I'm just like, all right. So this is where I die. Let me. Just oh yeah. Oh yeah. Send you know, let me send everybody my location. Like, <laughs> this, this is like I'm taking all the pictures. So I'm like, look, if I end up on a fucking case, bro, mm-hmm. this is where the fuck I was. These people ate me. They lynched me. I don't know what the fuck. I, you know, but but to be fair, it, it's mm-hmm. always been a great venue. Um, everyone's super nice. Um, they're very friendly. They will get you drunk. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, how, so was that your first time wrestling in Texas at that show? Uh, yes, actually. And as he maybe went once before, previously before, I think we met you. I'm not a hundred percent, but uh-huh. basically, yeah, that was my first like introduction Texas scene overall. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 But you're originally from Florida, right? Yeah, sir. Okay. What part what part of Florida are you in? So I'm based out of kind of like uh I guess you could say like it's e- so the area of Florida that I'm in, I am from Sarasota. Sarasota okay. Brainton. But it's a lot easier for people is just especially like out of towners, if they don't know where that is, it's easier to just be like, I'm from Tampa. So like I always tell people when I leave, I'm like, Yeah, I'm around 
because like that's where I fly from. That's where like a lot of like the places I train at and stuff like that are. And like, that's where a lot of my friends are too. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's just easier to just, yeah, I'm from Tampa instead of having to get a map out and be like, yeah, I'm from Sarasota. Yeah. That, that's kind of the same thing I did. I lived in, I lived in Brandon, Florida. Mm. So basically, you know, basically Tampa. So I would just be like, Oh, where? I'm like, oh, I'm from Brandon. Like where? I'm like, it's, just it's Tampa. Like let's just call it it's, Tampa. It's it's so much simpler. It's so much simpler. That's crazy. Um. So so since the last time I saw you, um, I see that you've been up to a few things here and there. That's good. So what's uh what's going on right now as far as your wrestling career? Oh God, right now it's just it's been a lot of traveling around to a lot of different places. Um, as of right now, I think uh I've kind of been enough and fortunate enough to be a consistent member of uh. Naptown All Pros roster in Indiana, um, so you know I get, I have been going out there at least once a month uh, along with my group uh, called my faction called Nova, which is myself, Ada, and Jeffrey John, um, okay. and you know we've kind of been running roughshod over there for a little bit. Past couple uh, or this month, I should say. Um, finally got a little bit of time off so I can kind of just give myself uh, a little bit of a break, you know, uh, from flying around and hopping in cars and all of that. So I've been lucky and fortunate enough to have a lot of more bookings in Florida, uh, at least for this month before I decide to ball out in April and start going to Vegas. So it, you know, come on, hell yeah. Vegas is, Vegas is going to be fun. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. One of the like, for me, like getting into wrestling and everything, the big thing was always like, I wanted to travel. And I'm, I'm one of those people where it's like, I'm not going to go out and just buy like a plane ticket on like an impulse kind of deal. I'm one of those people where it's like, I have to have a reason for why I'm going there so that I can like justify it and all this stuff. So, um, being able to, this has been like one of the places I wanted to go. So being able to go there with wrestling is like, super sick for me because it's like two burns one stone yeah exactly dude exactly that's awesome um yeah that's one thing about wrestling i'll say is the traveling um i've i mostly kind of stay in texas um which you know i'm blessed for my bookings uh i do want to um you know kind of do a little bit more out-of-state wrestling um you know but of course with wrestling and you know being on the indie scene you know you got to be like Bro, I gotta make sure I put in these like forty hours at my real job, my shit oh, yeah. job. Like, I gotta make sure I can, you know, what I'm saying because like I have to budget for when I travel. Even when, even like you know, Texas is so big. So even going to Austin, mm-hmm. uh, like I have a show this weekend in in Austin, uh, and that's a you know three three and a half almost four hour drive. And I normally drive there the day, and then I normally come back later that night. So it's like yeah. you know I'm on the highway like two or three o'clock in the morning getting back getting back home and and those um, are the roughest drives those are honestly dude, the are. roughest fucking drives they are dude i just i just make sure i got a good fucking playlist my guy and i make sure i stop at bucky's because <laughs> like that is my saving grace is stopping at a fucking bucky's and my playlist has got to be like on point we would um because florida is similarly big so like there'll be shows where it's like go it's like oh hey you're booked down in like miami or something so i'm like okay cool that's like a four-hour drive there and then like a like a three and a half, four hour drive there, and then a three and a half, four hour drive back. Right. And it's like, I'm, as I'm, 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 as I am losing my tolerance for the long drives, it's getting so much harder just because, like, for a while we were doing these, um, 
these absolute batshit insane like loops where we would go from like Florida uh, up to uh, Tennessee and Indianapolis and then drive back. And we would maybe sleep like once and then, and then do whatever shows we had to do and then drive back. I I remember last year uh, for the first uh, Naptown show that they had booked me on, it was me, Sir Nightmare Donovan, uh, Daniel Starling and Ron Bass Jr. in a car. And we had driven up to Indianapolis, uh, stopped and stayed with one of our friends in, I want to say, Kentucky. Um, yeah. Slept there. <laughs> did did the, did the show. Dropped off uh, our friend at the airport. Did the, did the show that we had to do picked up our other friend and then drove back that night. We didn't get back till like maybe like four or five in the morning, or I should say I didn't get back till like four or five in the morning. Look, bro. I, you know what, man? It's like, again, I'll say it's, it's one of the fun things I do like about, you know, being an indie wrestler is, is the traveling. And of course, like the, you know, uh, you know, having a good traveling, I don't really travel by myself, but lately I've been uh, having Same. a buddy travel with me. I, I don't know, man. I, but like I said, as, as you were saying earlier, it is like, as I'm getting older, you know, I'm, I'm, 32 now and i'm just like you know what man um i might just fucking have to buy a plane ticket and just get there (laughs) like this shit's for the fucking birds my guy like i am getting old (laughs) i am getting cranky like and i've been you know i've been debating i was like you know i was like i have to you know because my car right now my car i love my car it's paid off it is you know she she gets me you know, she travels these roads with me, but I'm just like, she's a little too small. And I'm like, man, I'm thinking about getting like a small SUV or like a, mm-hmm. maybe it's like a bigger car. Cause I'm just like, I sleep in my car when I get too tired. Like I will pull over at a Bucky's or, you know, a truck stop and like, you know what, I'm going to take a quick a rest stop. I'm like, look, I'm going to take a quick little power nap real quick. Mm-hmm. I got my pillow in the back. I'm going to just like, you know, get a good hour, maybe two in. And then after that, I'm getting back up and getting on the road. Um, but yes, it is getting a lot harder to make these fucking trips. I can only imagine making out of state trips and have to come back and I'm just like, holy shit. It's like it's definitely something where it's like you get used to it over time, but even still with that, it's such a pain in the ass just because it's like it because it, it, it isn't like for me at least, it isn't like the drive because the drive for me, the drive isn't over once I get back. Because usually I end up driving an hour to go meet my friends in uh, Tampa or wherever they are. So yeah. it's like once I'm even in the state and like I've my friends are home or whatever, I've still got like another forty five minutes, hour or whatever that it is before I'm back where exactly. I can now like go to sleep and like chill. Exactly. And exactly. it's like oh. It, it's just that that added, like, sort of, oh, God, it's not over yet. <laughs> like, right, it's just like, well, especially for me, because, like, I live outside of Houston. So, like, people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you know, I just say, like, oh, I'm from, you know, people are like, oh, I'm from Beaumont. They're like, where the fuck is that? I'm like, it's it's outside of Houston. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. So you, got, you got to drive to Houston and then out the outskirts of Houston. I was like, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fucking crazy. So uh, let's start from the beginning here. Uh, when did you get into wrestling? Like, like as far as like, hey, I think I want to actually start trying to train to be a professional wrestler. Like, what what was kind of your motivation for that, and where did you start? So what started me off uh, wanting to be a professional wrestler was so I, I, you know, as we all do, I watched it when I was a kid, but I don't think I really like compartmentalized it. If that made sense. 
So as I kind of got older, I fell out of it. And then um, my uncle had left this like DVD. It was like Vengeance 2001. It was the, the one where Chris Jericho wins the undisputed title. Okay. And, okay. you know, I was like maybe like 14 or so. And I just rewatched that on a whim one day because I was just bored at the house. And, you know, I saw it and it was, it was really. And after that, I started kind of looking into like more WWE stuff on YouTube because I just, I had free time, you know, and that it started with like the Nexus and like going down the WWE rabbit hole and like watching documentaries and, and, you know, just having all of this content available to me. And when I ran out of that stuff, I found the independence. So I went from watching like, you know, Wade Barrett versus John Cena or CM Punk versus Cena. And then it was like AR Fox versus Kalisto for CZW. And it was like uh, Mike Quackenbush versus, uh, you know, um, Claudio. And it was uh, Finn Balor versus Low Key and Kota Ibushi. And like, that's the stuff that kind of really got me into it. And because I really like that intimate, loud sort of atmosphere. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, it just became one of those things where I kind of hyper fixated on it. And I was like, I think I might want to do this. And, you know, I talk to it about my friends and I tell my teachers and stuff. And they'd be like, you're insane. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, finally, you know, I, I, I graduated high school and everything. And, you know, my, my family were like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, you know, completely... Uh, trying to put off the question. I was like, I think I'll go to college or something. Mm-hmm. So I ended up starting to work my job and, and saved up enough money to get a car. And finally I started wrestling training mm-hmm. when I was about 19. Um, and I was trained at a school called definitive wrestling international by a man named Anthony Devlin, Okay, a, a small school where I think at the time I was the only fresh like starting from zero student Mm -hmm. everyone else had either been working for like a year or two years or like the closest person to me was a guy who literally debuted like i want to say like the month i started training so i was pretty much his main student at the time right and um trained there for about a collective total of i want to say about a year or so before i finally ended up debuting so did you uh, did you debut as Noavell, or how did the character Noavell become? So when I debuted, I debuted uh, being I I, I how old I I think I was about twenty years old when I debuted. Um, so the name itself comes from I was just on the internet one day and I just saw somewhere I th- I think it was like DeviantArt or something. I saw Noah and then Vale after it, and I was like, that's really interesting. And I had a completely separate name that I had already chosen out. Um, originally, I was going to be Damon DeAnthony was the name that I had picked. Okay, okay, DeAnthony, okay, I can dig it. And uh, my trainer goes to me, and he's like, hey, order you some tights. Uh, try and get them here within like a week or two, because I'm going to have you debut. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I go on, like, Redbubble, and I find some, like, really cheap, like, 
punk rockish looking tights or whatever and i buy some like kick pads off of amazon and shit and uh i show up and he's just like what's your name and i was and i i panic in that moment because i've got the anxiety of like this is my first time performing this is my first time being like a wrestler and like i'm i'm trying to think of the match and what i'm going to do and you know oh my god this is wrestling and um so i just blurt out no avail and from that day forward it was just kind of like this is this is um and i think the character if we can call it that it's it's kind of just been myself and me learning new things about myself and as i learn those new things about myself it's just put back into my art i guess it's it like an expression yeah well and 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 I think, because I, I feel like you and I are very similar as far as, like, you know, when, you know, I wasn't going to be Mikey Sparkles. I was going to be fucking Mike Creed. Yeah. And, you know, of course, they were like, no, nah, I got to do something. Like, you know, they were, you know, just making a wrench. I was like, well, I was like, what the fuck am I going to be? I'll be fucking Mikey Sparkles and I wear a trashy wig and a tutu. Lo and behold, that's when I, that's how I debuted and that's how I wrestled for a good year and a half. <laughs> uh, you know, I was, you know, just this fucking, like, Busted drag queen looking bitch, <laughs> like you know, just but it, it just it just it just it just stuck, bro. It just stuck, and, and you know That's what happens sometimes. It it does, and I, I'm I'm so thankful for it. And now you know I'm kind of right now I'm kind of working on maybe possibly turning heel, and I have a, I have a I have a name that I want to do. Um, I won't I won't say it out loud here. I'll, I'll text it to you later, but. You know, I'm just like, man, Mikey Sparkles has been such a namesake. But, uh, you know, also, it's really just a hyper version of who I am. It's just... Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's that more just, like, hyper-feminine, hyper, you know, just, just really out there, that sassy, that, that, that confidence. You know, the, the person I would love to be 24-7, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but I can't, you know, I can't, can't, can't always be on all the time. Uh but yeah, but I but I, I love that because it, it it comes so naturally and it's and it's easier to be that you know a, just a a more elevated version of yourself in the ring because you know once you once you get that part because I feel like those are the perfect gimmicks because you don't have to try so hard you're just exactly you're just yourself you know yeah you're just yourself maybe maybe a little more turned on maybe a little more you know you know the Annie's upped upped it a little more but you know for me. You know, like I said, I think that's where you and I are similar. It's you know we are just basically just different elevated versions of who we really are in real life. Exactly, and um, it took me for me it even took me a while to kind of figure that out because it was like the the personality like has not really changed over time. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just kind of been the aesthetic as I've gone through it. Like it like. Sorry, it took me a while for me to even realize, like, true, like, come to, not come to grips, but come to uh, realization fully that what I was and what I felt as a person had a name to it, and that that name belonged in, like, the queer community, which was something that I didn't even, like, comprehend, because I'd always just been myself. Right. And me being me, I never really had, like, much of a... A, a liking to like labels or anything like that so like as i've gotten older and as like i kind of figured more and more out about myself and became more comfortable expressing certain things um it was kind of odd to me because like i 
started putting those things more and more into um into my my wrestling and one of my good friends uh one day we were hanging out and he asked me he was like hey at what point did you realize that this wasn't like a gimmick and that this was just you and it took me a while for me and I, i i sort of stopped and i looked at him and i was like i think this has always been me i just didn't know it had a word <laughs> like yeah yeah that makes sense that makes a lot of sense um so you know for for people who you know you know maybe haven't got to see your work or anything how would you describe no avail i am a god for those for those of you who are anime inclined i am a i'm an anime villain come to life and for those of you not i am a disney villain come come to life uh i am a loud bombastic punk rock icon (laughs) like that's the easiest way that i can think about it i just i and like of course there's also like the gender queer aspect of it Mm -hmm. but like even then i don't even necessarily consider that like part of male as a character as much as that is just kind of me you know what i mean yeah exactly so um so how you know and i know a lot of guys a lot of um you know people and wrestlers in the you know in the business um your support system is everything so how was your support system was your support system good um who is your support system uh i know for me especially being uh you know growing up in the south being you know part of the black community you know all that fun stuff um you know being super creative, like as far as like wrestling and, and, you know, anything artistic wasn't really, you know, like, I guess on the map for, you know, my family, for my parents and stuff, they were just like, you know, go, you know, of course not, you know, I did the thing, went to college, all that fun stuff. Um, but, you know, it, it took a while for my parents to really kind of get it. Cause they, they wouldn't even come yeah. to shows for a while. And then recently my dad started, you know, my parents started coming to shows. My mom has yet to be to a show yet. Cause you know, she has a lot of health issues, but yeah. uh, my dad's always there supporting me, uh, which is really nice. I have a best friend who supports me, who helps me do my makeup from time to time. Um, <laughs> but how was your support system? How was it kind of like, they were already always like right there behind you or kind of took them a little while to kind of, kind of be like, you know what? Okay. This is, you know, this is, this is who Noah is and we need to support him. And, you know, we're going to try our best to be there for him. So, um, background for me, I was, I was primarily raised by my grandmother and okay. she's, she's very old school in like her thinking and things like that. And she doesn't really get the wrestling thing. She doesn't really, she's not really for or against it. It's just, she doesn't understand it. So she just kind of leaves me alone with it. Um, yeah. my parents, uh, my, my, my birth mother and my father, they are very supportive of it. Um, especially my dad, like my dad was, even when I was in those like red bubble tights and those like $20 Amazon kick pads, he was at all the shows watching me get the shit whipped out of me and being very bad at basic wrestling. Um, (laughs) um, and I've had a lot of friends who at first didn't, I don't think they really got it a lot either, but they were always, you know, kind of cheering me on when I would do things and, um, you know, a lot of my maybe not immediate friends would be are very uh, supportive of me, and I think as like 
no avail. And as I have grown as a person, I think that the support has grown also, which, you know, of course happens. Um, But I think that as, as things have kicked off and people are like, Oh wow. You're actually like, I think at first it was one of those things where it's like, no one's ever really sure if you're really serious about it or how serious about it you are. And then once they see, Oh, you're really like, this is, you're really about this. Yeah. And <laughs> then, like, like, then it changes and they're like, okay, okay. Right. Like, okay, I see you. I see you. You're actually out here doing the shit. Okay. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, do you, do you have a significant other? Are you comfortable talking about that? I do, yes. How, uh, how's the support system from your significant other? They are incredibly supportive, which I am to this day forever grateful for um in the time that i've been wrestling i've had two significant others who were in long-term significant others who were super incredible and still are super incredible and supportive for everything that i do um whether it's like helping me come up with like little quippy things that i can like say or put on posts or shirts or stuff or uh helping me film something or even for a while my um my current significant other when i would i would go to train um every tuesday uh down here at the wrestler at the what what would become the wrestling lab which was at one point the lethal academy which is jay lethal school mm-hmm. um she'd come down with me and whenever we'd be uh you know we'd have some downtime in between uh whatever we we'd be doing um they'd hop in the ring and i'd show them a thing or two and you know I, I got them running through a very basic spot, and uh, I was very proud of that. <laughs> that's, look, that's awesome. That is amazing. Um, yeah, I know um, I know it's either hit or miss. Sometimes when I ask that question, people are like, oh, well, my significant other is just like, uh, they kind of just let me do my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're just like, you're basically a grown-ass man out here wrestling other grown-ass men and or women sometimes and or just everybody in between. And oh, yeah. y'all are pretty much – fucking doing LARPing. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Like, don't be a hater, bro. <laughs> like, what do yeah. you mean? Like, yes, that's what we're doing. We are yeah. fucking nerds out here living our best lives. Like, join the party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that's, that's amazing, Noah. That, you know, I love that. I love that for you, that your significant other is su- supportive. Um, I know, I know a few uh, friends in the game, their significant others are not as supportive. And, and, you know, sometimes I'm just like, man, I, you know, I hate that. Cause like, you know, regardless if, you know, it's something that your significant other doesn't understand. You know, if it's something that brings you joy and passion and happiness, I was like, that alone should be enough to support anything. Absolutely. Like, yeah. and, and like, in my case, like, none of my significant others have ever, like, fully understood wrestling. Right. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where they're kind of like, oh, like, if I were to, like, be sitting in, like, bed or something and I put, like, wrestling on or something, they're, they're not going to be, like, they're not going to understand it. They're not going to be sitting there watching it with like, like rapt attention or anything. It's just, right. you know, it, it, it is, it is what it is for them, but like, it is something that is important. And I think having a partner that like at the very least can recognize that is super important. Oh, like absolutely. so long as they aren't a thief of joy, like I'm good with it. I don't need you to get it, but just don't stop me from, having right. a good time exactly don't steal it from me <laughs> exactly I, I do i do apologize i do i i, I told you um do you have certain pronouns that you prefer 
for yourself? I'm good with he, she, they, whichever. I I I float on the spectrum. Gotcha. So you're, you're good. With, you're good with just being a bad bitch. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> whenever um, whenever people ask me that, I always say like, whatever you perceive me as is what I am. Like I'm good. Got it. Got it. So, um, what has been? Um, what was like? Anything scary happened so far in wrestling? Like a bad bump, or have you had oh, an injury God. or anything like that? Um, I think the worst, yeah, the scariest bump I took, um, so it was my friend, uh, who I'd been training with for, for quite some time. And we were doing this show in this church in Florida. Right. And there's maybe like six people in the crowd. And for some fucking reason, I was like, this is WrestleMania. So I, so I told, I told him, I was like, yo, I have a really cool idea for a cutoff. I'll go for the famous or you basically transition that into like a power bomb. Hard. Okay. I see it. I see it. So we go and we do the spot, but I don't know what happened. Just something's wrong. So I bump, bam. And I roll, I do like the rock cell where it's like I bump on my neck and I roll backwards onto my stomach but I can't feel my legs. Oh, sweet Jesus. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, or I'm sitting, I'm laying there and I'm like, Oh my God, I, I can't move. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm in this church with like six people. I'm going to have to go to the hospital and explain to my mother that I'm crippled now because I wanted to pretend that I was fucking Dolph Ziggler. And like, And, like, the only thing I can think about is that scene from Kill Bill where she's, like, in the back of the car and she's, like, wiggle her, wiggle your big toe. Yeah, oh, my God. So, <laughs> yes, when she's in the back of the fucking, what was the name of that truck? The Pussy Wagon or whatever? Yes. I'm fucking dead. So I'm thinking, so all I'm thinking about is wiggle your big toe. So I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about it and eventually I feel my big toe wiggle. So I start to try and stand up and like my legs are wobbly and like I'm coming up and I'm like, all right, cool. Buddy grabs me in a side headlock and he's like, you good? And I'm like, I think, and he's like, all right, cool. Sunset flip. And he shoots me off and I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, and we ended up finishing the rest of the match. Um, we get to the back, and I have never in my life been that, like, loopy yeah. after a match. But it was like, like, I look back on it. Like, in the moment, I didn't notice it. But, like, I, I looked back on it. There were two uh, female wrestlers because it was an intergender tag match that we were doing. And um, I went to go sh- thank them for, for the match and everything. And, like, at the time, I thought it was just, like, oh, well, you know, this is their first time meeting me. They're not too familiar with me. That's probably why, you know, it might just be awkward. Now I'm, like, they are – now I look back and I'm, like, oh, they're afraid for my safety. Like, <laughs> like they were afraid that I – they're wondering how I'm still alive. Like, they're, like, this like they're like this fool is walking around with a full-blown concussion. Mm-hmm. Like, out here just just still trying to meet like hey how are you like uh sir, how are you are you okay do you, like what can i do for you <laughs> That's my, wild. my dumb 20 year old ass is just like oh man we just tore the house down and then they never asked us back <laughs> Whew, man, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy. That's insane. 
wrestling, Dude, wrestling is insane. Is, wrestling is wild, my guy. Like, it is crazy. Um, so what are your... Mm, so I like, to ask, I like to ask wrestlers this. So what is your, like, dream singles match, and who would it be against? Ooh. Oh, my dream singles match? Um, yeah. If I had to pick... I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you the Indies and then one in the Fed because I can't pick between these two. Heard. If I have my dream Indie match is against Alex Shelley. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Come on, Motor City Machine Gun. Yes. And my dream Fed match is against Finn Balor. Look, look <laughs> I'm going to say this and like, mm-hmm. Put, mm-hmm. put the, put mm-hmm. the away. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. I seen this man in the fucking airport one time. <laughs> My boy was wearing some fucking gray sweatpants, and let me tell you, when I heard that mm. they called him Big Dick Balor, I was like, "My God!" When I fucking saw it, I was I saw the fucking print, my guy, and I'm just like, "Oh, oh my God!" Like I was like, "Oh my God!" I was like, "I." I've never in my life wanted like thought inappropriate thoughts about someone that I also fucking respected the shit out of. I was like, sir, mm-hmm. if I ever have the opportunity, I would love to wrestle you, and I would also love to wrestle you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, my God, like that man. That I man is, uh, I'm so I sorry. constantly I mean, like for no one wrestler, but it, I mean, I just got to the gym, so my hormones are a little. My, mm-hmm. you know, my testosterone's a little high, so uh, you know, I'm just like, mm, Fowler, I'm thin. I, mm. I like Fuck. constantly am like going between like this, the like the envy of like, do I like, am I in love with you or like, do I want to be you? And like, it's it constantly it constantly flips with Finn, Fuck. but I'm telling you, that man, that man can do no wrong. Like, I absolutely, no, that's that's a I'm gift like, right there. Look, that's a, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, but no, that, I, that would be that would be a phenomenal match. I really, yeah, that'd be a phenomenal match. So, what is your dream um, tag team match? Oh God! Um, and who would now? You don't have to use your current partners in your stable. You can use any partner. So, who would be your dream tag team partner, and who would you love to face? Oh my goodness! I know, right? Mm, that's hard. Um, give me. Honestly, probably me, Tony Storm. Okay. Okay. Dream tag team. God, that's so. Probably me and Tony Storm versus. I'm going to. You know what? Me and Tony Storm versus Bussy. Oh, okay. Look. Come on. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do that. Effie, I fucking love. I fuck Effie. I've been trying. I've messaged him. I messaged him at least once a year, multiple times, trying to get on um, his, his his brunch wrestling show. Mm-hmm. That is that is one of my dreams, Effie. I don't if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, because this is like a very low budget podcast. But I'm mm-hmm. still here. I, look, I I, I manifest. I, I've learned to manifest things, Effie. I will get a yes from you before Absolutely. I retire in wrestling. Because mm-hmm. I, 
my body's just like, all right, bitch, we, you got maybe three, maybe four more years. If you don't make it semi-pro after that, bitch, we're done. My knees are like, all right, like you, you're, you're kicking it. Like, figure the fuck out. Like, I swear to God, me and my body have this fucking talk every day. I go to wrestling practice or I just go to the gym whenever I can't make wrestling practice. They're like, all right, bitch. All right. So, so okay, we got two shows this weekend, all right? So, I like... We ain't going out there. We ain't doing no no cage match, no fucking hardcore shit. We're gonna go out there and have a nice little match. We're gonna do about a good eight, ten minutes, maybe maybe thirteen if we're still spicy. After that, bring your ass to the back, go get changed, sell your merch, and get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. You got three bumps. <laughs> Look, that's it. You take three fucking bumps. That is it. You're done. Um, but no, that. So I love that. So, all right, last match. So what would be, um. What is your dream, like, I and, and it, it could be like a popular indie show, but what is your dream debut look like? And, and where are we going? We going to we're going to GCW. We going to T or we going to uh, Impact. We going to AEW. We going to WWE. We going to Japan. My dream. <sighs> Gosh, I have so many for so many different places. I think the one that I would like the most. Well, let, me, let me rephrase for you. The one, the one place you debut where you're like, okay, I'm solidified. I have fucking made it. I like, like this is like, okay, I made it to this place. I'm like, I'm done. Like, I, I fucking made it. This is this is the place that's gonna solidify. Oh like, God, I for fucking belong in wrestling. For me, um, this is this might fuck with people. Um, I know that it's back, kind of, but that place was always Ring of Honor for me. Look, look, don't sleep on Ring of Honor, y'all. Like it is. Look, she's she is still kicking. She's alive. She's flourishing. She's back. Uh, I that I I could definitely see you in Ring of Honor. I could definitely see you there for sure. It was always like um, so. Like when I first started. Um, and I was watching a lot of wrestling and everything. Like for me, that was like the place. Like yeah. when, um, like the first wrestling DVD I ever bought was Jay Lethal versus Jay Briscoe for uh, the Ring of Honor Championship. Yeah. And like I remember when I started hanging out with a lot of the Jay Lethal kids that got trained by him down here, and you know, started going to their school for like open rings and stuff like that. He had the giant banner of him versus Jay White in the school. And like every time I would show up, I would look at that banner and I'd be like one fucking day, like one day that's going to be me up there. And like, it's just, it's just always been in my vision. Well, you know, like I said, I'm going to put out positive vibes the universe. I'm going to manifest on your behalf. That I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, look, I'm I'm one of those people. Like, I I if we're not all winning, bitch, then I'm like I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there mm-hmm. by myself winning. Exactly. Um, so speaking of which, so now we're gonna get now we're gonna we're gonna turn a little you know we're gonna get a little spice, a little gossip, a little you know a little um little tea time up in here. So being you know in on the indie scenes. um I have run into, especially, you know, um, you know, some of the promotions that 
Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but may, and maybe it's just maybe it's just here. Um, have you noticed that a lot of these indie promotions are they're not, and maybe you know I, it hasn't been all of them, but a lot of them they have like this internal conflict with one another. Where instead, like back back when I first started wrestling. Like, we would help each other get on indie shows. Like, if your buddy was wrestling for another indie show, bro, hey, like, you and, and Travis and, and, and Bobby, bro, y'all come hit me up next weekend. I'll be like, just get a busload of people, bring some people over, and we're going to fucking, like, start hitting the mm-hmm. road. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, back when I started wrestling, all the indie promotions were working together. So, like, yeah. you know, especially back when me and my buddy, we had our own promotion, Fearless, uh, which I know people have been asking, look, y'all, Fearless? at some point, will be resurrected. Uh, I don't know when. I don't know how. But at one point, she will She will come back. Anyway, but I say, I say that all to say, like, we would all help each other. Like, you know, we'd be like, hey, bro, let's do let's do a show together. Bring some of your champions to my show. We'll have, you know, you can fight my champions or, you know, bring some of the guys that you're training. Like, we, that's the, like, to me, that's the only way I've been able to become a better wrestler is by wrestling people who are better than me and just mm-hmm. by constantly wrestling. I mean, you can train all day, you can do training matches all day, but it's it's such a different feeling when you're actually out there by yourself exactly. or you know, whatever match you're doing at that point and, and you're in front of a crowd. Like, it, it hits different. Um, so, have you run to any, like, dysfunctional... You don't have to say the name because I don't want to name drop or anything. But have you? Is that something you've noticed too? Like, like these indie promotions are kind of like they either like they're not willing to help each other, or they have some just random fucking beef, or that like you know they're trying to cancel this person for whatever reason. I'm just like, y'all, what happened to the the camaraderie? Like, we're supposed to be helping each other. Like, we're not contracted superstars yet. So, we're just trying to be here. When I ran, um, I actually ran a promotion down here in Sarasota for a, for a little minute, and we would use um, a lot of the central a lot of the central Florida guys because they're very good wrestlers, and um, the ethos of everything was kind of just like I wanted to give a platform to a lot of my friends so they could showcase how good they were to right. you know the greater Florida landscape, and actually yes because we ended up having a rivalry completely unknown to us with another one of the promotions uh-huh. and it was super weird because i didn't find out about it until uh until like way into this quote-unquote rivalry because i was still wrestling for the place because no one knew that i was booking the show oh wow okay so, so i would i would i would go to random shows and i'd hear people talking about what we were doing or you know how uh, we were so disrespectful in all these things that were allegedly happening that never happened. And uh, I would hear that and I'd be like, what the hell is going on? But to answer your question, yeah, I've been in a couple locker rooms that have been like that. And like, I've been in a couple locker rooms with just some really toxic management. Like yeah. mm-hmm. me and um, me and my tag partner, Azrael Rowe, when we first started kind of traveling around tagging together we ended up going to a show and i shit you not uh the locker room pre-show speech they had stopped booking a bunch of their talent that they had usually booked at this promotion up in the sticks of florida and um they got rid of all their usual talent started hiring a bunch of the central florida boys again and they're 
pre-show speech, if you can call it that, basically amounted to like 10 minutes of telling us all we ain't shit, we're never going to be shit, and we could all be replaced type type of deal. Mm. And it ended with all of us kind of just being like, well, why the fuck are we here? So they ended up with a bunch of subpar matches, and then none of us ever came back, and then that company went out of business. So for me, I think that like that's when companies act like that or or form these weird rivalries with one another and stuff like that, it's always going to lead to their own demise. Like, I'm not saying right. you need to be friends with everybody, but like, there's no money in having hate in your heart. There's right. no money in that. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it's just so weird. Um, you know, like, and, and you know, it's, I've seen it firsthand because it's happened to me a few times, but it's happened to a few of my buddies too. Like it, it, it stopped their bookings. Like they're like, "Oh, hey, you're yeah. booked for the show," and all of a sudden, "Oh, like, oh, hey, hey, sorry, we had to cancel." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool, whatever." But the show still happened the same day, yeah. same time. I'm like, "So, what was that about? Was it that I? I'm like, I couldn't have done nothing because I've never met you. I've yeah. never been to your promotion, but yet somehow I'm not booked anymore. But yet you were like." Oh my God! Yes, I need you. Uh, like having you on would be amazing. Blah, blah blah. We need representation, and I'm like, so you know, I'm just like, you know, I, I would like, you know, I like to think as, of myself as a nice person, but don't get me wrong. You know, I will let a bitch know, but like, hey, bro, like you're being mad, disrespectful, and you know, I'm all about keeping the peace, and I will definitely try my best to keep peace. But at the same time, I will not let a toxic motherfucker be a toxic motherfucker in my peace of like in my vicinity. Because if you fuck with my peace, bro. I, I like I either gotta take myself out of the situation, but if I can't take myself out of the situation immediately, you know, I'm gonna be like, hey man, like, you know, are you good? Is this like coming from some place of anger? Like, are you just having a bad day? Because I mean, we all have bad days. We're all awesome. Now, so it's like, you don't have to take that out on everybody around you because, like, what is that gonna do? That's not gonna solve anything. It's not gonna make anything better. And there's a lot of like uh, immature sort of personalities in wrestling too that you have to account for, which is something that I've had to learn. Like, Especially with me, like I've um, like I've been going to therapy consistently for about a year, year and a half at this point. And one of the things I'll talk about with my therapist a lot is just some of the the personalities I, I that we end up dealing with in wrestling and everything like that. And one of the things that she said that I've heard from from a couple other people that I know that run shows, it's not your job to make wrestlers happy. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. like that's a really hard thing for for me because I'm like I'm the same way with you where it's like I really want to have that same like conflict resolution because I oh I even down here end up a lot of the times being a kind of a voice of reason and a voice of peace in a lot of situations as right. I'm sure you you see from my <laughs> social media a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's like at a certain point it's it's there's nothing that you can do about it expressly so it's like i've i've learned to find like where my limit on it is of like okay well if if this environment's going to be like that where me going somewhere else or uh me doing something is going to cause this much of a of a kerfuffle or whatever I don't need to be there. Maybe that's yeah. like a sign, you know, maybe that's like a sign or something from like some higher power or like the spirit or whatever telling me like, this isn't the right environment for you. Cause there have been plenty of places where it's like, I've really, really wanted to go there. 
And then later on, I just end up hearing some horrible stories come out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like dodging it's a bullet. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Cause you know, it's just, cause, cause you know, I feel like I'm like, you know, I'm like, we're just, we're just happy to be here. We're just happy to wrestle. We're happy. To, Absolutely. You know, just, just put on a show and perform, but like, also like, you know, don't, stop me or don't you know don't bring down the locker room just because you're having a bad day or you or maybe you and this other wrestler have some random beef for whatever the fuck reason which is most most of the time is fucking ass not and stupid and it really doesn't mean anything but absolutely you know it's just it's crazy like you know for example so my so my trainer and and the guy who really kind of you know plucked me from you know obscurity a lot of people have talked shit about me and about my my you know, I, I call my, my fucking, um, oh God, what's the word? Um, you know, just, I call my trainer, like, even though, like, we've only trained a few times, but like Hernandez, like Hernandez, like literally yeah. TNA Hernandez, Impact Hernandez, literally wrestled him in a, in a battle royale like two years ago. I fucked the spot up, almost broke my fucking leg again, get to the back. He was just like, Hey, kid, you got something. He's like, if you can make it to Austin, I'm going to make you a fucking star. And I was like, did you not just see me fuck up in there? He's like, it don't matter. He's like, your gimmick is good. He's like, I can elevate you to the next level. He's like, fuck everybody else. Fuck these other people trying to keep you down. He's like, you need to get out of where you are and, and come out here. He's like, it may be a little bit of a drive. He's like, but I'm going to help you. And ever since then, my wrestling career has taken off tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, of course, it's still in that, like, weird you know, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I could be doing more. I wish I had more bookings, but I'm blessed for the bookings I have. Um, and like I said, Hernandez has been really, really influ- influential with that. But a lot of people talk so much shit about him. They're like, oh, he's mean, and he's like, he's such an asshole, and like, you know, he, he likes to whatever, whatever. I was just like, look, and I tell people, like, look, that may be your experience with him, but my experience is different, and I cannot, you know, unfortunately go based off your experience when – we're having two different experiences until I experience that inside of him, of course, then I'll be like, Oh wow. You know, maybe you're right. But I'm like, you know, he's been nothing but nice to me. You know, his family has opened me, opened me with uh, welcome arms, Mm -hmm. the rest of the wrestling people. Like, you know, at AWR, we are building something. And so many people talk so much shit like, Oh, I'll never work at AWR. I'll never work with Hernandez. I'll never go there because of a Y and Z. And this person goes there. And I'm just like, why are y'all like stopping yourselves from being part of a locker room? where you can flourish and grow and, and, you know, even if you don't, even if you just come there every now and then it's another platform to be seen on. Like, isn't that, isn't that like the, the point? Like, it's just, 100%. yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just so toxic lately. And I'm just like, yo, I'm so sick of this. Like, I'm like, can we all just come back together? Let's reset, like take all the egos out of it. Like, like, you know, cool that you can do this full time as a wrestler. I'm happy for you. Bitch, I gotta work forty hours a week in order to fund this stream, and I will continue mm-hmm. to do that until the god until the gods bless me. Otherwise, but you know, don't take my my fucking weekend warrior, fucking you know, um, you know, whatever away from me. Like that, I I don't know. Just people are just. It's it's a okay. lot of drama. It's a lot of drama in wrestling, especially because it's it's. And I had a conversation with um one of the old heads down here about it, where it's like. <laughs> You know, a lot of wrestlers get into this for the me, me, me aspect of it. They get into this because of the what can I do for myself aspect of it. And, you know, 
it's so hard for so many of them to kind of separate themselves from that situation or like maybe be and 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 it's so hard for them to look at things like from an objective standpoint of like being a person yeah that they kind of lose sight of like the reality of this they're so focused on like oh well i'm this big wrestler and blah 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 and wrestling and my career and and getting over and all these things and you know they kind of lose sight of the whole like we're people these are also other human beings that i'm interacting with maybe i shouldn't be so belittling and be kind of a shit to these people like maybe i should you know not be so uh judgmental of things right off the bat exactly exactly like I mean, because at the end of the day, we're all looking. I mean, I, I don't know about you. I I like these. Like, I like the attention that I get for wrestling. Mm. Like, you know, I don't. I don't know if that's something like people can admit to themselves. I'm like, but I fucking love the attention. I love being, you know, uh, oh, there's a word for it. it. Starts with an A, I think. Um, uh, it's like attention, but it's like, oh, not affirmation. Oh my god, my words have escaped me. Um. Anyway, but people are like, you know, wanting to to get that 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 attention, that that you know, like, oh, like look at, you know, like I'm performing. People are paying attention to me. People, you know, people like that that you know that feeling of like, you know, being wanted or being like sought after, or you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think a lot of people get maybe lost in that euphoria feeling of being like, mm. oh wow, people want me here. People like me. People want to book me. People want to buy my merch like you know what i'm saying like every time i sell a piece of merch i'm just like thank you so much for supporting me um this is gonna feed me i'm gonna stop at buggies <laughs> i'm gonna put some mm-hmm. gas in my, in my car thank you so much you you don't know but like i see some of these bigger wrestlers you know and and they're just like you know i'm like bro we were we started at the same time you know what i'm saying like and now you're you know maybe on a bigger level or you know bigger bigger shows than i'm on but it's just like they almost forget like Oh hey, like oh, it's like they look down, like oh well, I don't have to, I don't have to sell merch anymore because, you know, I have it. It's on a website now, or it's on whatever now, or blah blah. blah. Yeah. I'm just like, good, good for you, like hey, that's amazing. Oh, you're still selling merch out of a, out of a out of a box? Well, yeah. Like, what's is there something wrong with that? Did you not start here too, bud? Like, hold up now. <laughs> and it's such a weird, like, it's such a weird thing, and and, you know, of course it's different every scene, but like, I think there's a certain like at least for me there's like a certain pride to that because like i've always been um in a in a very beneficial position because i started off on such a uh such a stage like my school was in like a flea market like in the middle of like nowhere right like basically an abandoned k market that got converted into a flea market um so (laughs) so like we would perform in front of like these like like maybe like 10 20 people or, or however many meet a lot of guys who maybe have been around for a really long time and never got out of that and at least for me like i kind of i kind of see myself as like maybe a little bit of a bridge between those kind of realities of like some of these bigger shows and then you know some of these really small shows that might be going on in like a backyard or like wherever they they might be happening Exactly. And I'm kind of just like, well, I'm somebody that can walk between those two worlds and I can be like, hey, like, 
here's somebody who I know from that world who's like really good. Come to these bigger shows. Like there's a spot for you, whatever. Like let's see what you can do. Or maybe I just go down to those smaller shows and like, like for for me this weekend, for instance, um, both of the people I'm wrestling this weekend are one for one of them Friday. It's their first match ever. And then for another one Sunday, it's, I think he's been wrestling for maybe like six months. So like being able to kind of transfer from being like, Oh, okay. Well, my last match was against like people who have been doing this for around the same amount of time that I have, like five, six, however many years. And now I'm going back to back to zero basically with people who haven't been doing it that long. And it's like, I want to be able to give back, you know, like what's the point of me learning all this stuff if I can't give it back to people who could use it, you know? Exactly. And it's just like, it's also giving, you know, somebody had to give you a chance too. And it's like, now here's, here's you paying it forward by giving, you know, somebody who's super green a chance and just, exactly. you know what I'm saying? And whenever I, I love wrestling new people, whenever I wrestle someone new, I like to be like, Hey, you know, like, you know, Hey, like what, you know, what's your wrestling style? You know, what are you comfortable with? What are you not comfortable with? And that's something that I feel like is important to ask, like a wrestler but hey where are you comfortable at where are you not comfortable at let's you know what i'm saying because like we all have to work around each other um mm-hmm. you know especially me because i have you know I, I broke my ankle like a like a while back but i'm still very cautious of things i do i don't like you know i don't do like top rope moves too often um you know I just, i'm just very cautious of like what i do and you know how i move around the ring um because you know anything could happen like any any fucking freak accident can happen, and, and I'm off the shelf for six months or a year, or, you know, possibly for the rest of my life. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, but it, but it's cool to be like to wrestle like like oh hey I'm seeing these newer people come in and it's nice to see them like I get to, you know I'm I, it's fun that I'm in the position that they were in and now I get to kind of pay it forward. So I love that aspect of wrestling of paying it forward, uh, you know, of just wrestling new people and then you know also you know, making them feel comfortable. Like, hey, like, I was in your shoes. I, I, you know, my first match, I fucked up and blah, blah, blah. He's like, it does, you know, it's all about just getting better. And the only way you're going to get better if people take chances on you and by you wrestling other people. That's, that's exactly. the best way you can improve yourself exactly. and your craft. Um, so, um, oh, God, I had a question. I just, and I lost it. Um, So have you know? Uh, so how long have you been like wrestling um, as of now? God, I think uh, if we count COVID, five, five. I think this year makes six. So if we count COVID, six. If we don't count COVID, five. I think if my math well, is correct, you, we'll count COVID because I, I, I. That's when I made my comeback is 2020, and I was like, oh, I picked the shittiest year to come back. All right, here we go. <laughs> um, that's funny. Um, so, you know, being, being, you know, a wrestler, um, especially, you know, being a black wrestler, um, and then of course, you know, representing, um, you know, the LGBT community, um, how's that been navigating, you know, in the locker rooms and, and also with, um, you know, just with other wrestlers and everything? It hasn't. So as far as being in the South, being a black wrestler is very, it's very weird just because it's like, uh, if you're not in an area where there's like a lot of you, like, uh, or even certain areas, ooh, you're going to be like a minority in that aspect. And like, it'll be hard for 
I guess, like, I don't know, cultural things that you want to do to be perceived mm-hmm. in a positive, like, for me, I'm always kind of like, <sighs> it's always weird because it's like it's a 50-50 depending upon your audience and where you're at. I think that's the easiest way to put it. And it's hard to explain that to somebody unless they like get it. But it, 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 it hasn't been something that's given me any problems. It's something that's like maybe not been fully understood a hundred percent. Like, um, like there are a lot of places down here that I'll go to and they maybe don't immediately grab onto the fact of like, Oh, this is, Oh, you're, you're, you're queer. This isn't just like a, a, a character that you're putting on to be funny or whatever. Right. Um, so it's 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 kind of one of those things where it's like a little bit of a of a mixed grab bag like there are some places where it's like super accepted and understood and like you know everything's fine and then there are other places where it's just like okay you're a wrestler you happen to be wearing like makeup and pink or whatever mm-hmm. whatever I guess yeah um so I'm I'm thankful uh, that I haven't had a negative experience yet. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Happy for you. I hope that continues to happen. Um, so do I. Yeah. Um. I haven't run into too many. Um. I've run into too many like, you know, issues or anything. If anything, it kind of helps because it kind of makes me a uh, you know a niche market because most mm-hmm. time I'm I'm the most flamboyant thing out there and I'm like oh, okay, oh yeah. cool. Like, this kind of works out to my advantage. And lately, you know, uh, especially the past, like, year and a half, it's really worked out to my advantage. Um, my last wrestling show was about two weeks, maybe two or three weeks ago. Um, I actually got the team with the with this tag team called the City Boys. And they're, they're like, um, you know, they're they're gay tag team. Like, like, you know, like, their characters are gay. And then they, I, at first I thought they were just, like, characters. But then I was like, and when I started talking to them, like, oh, no, we're gay. And I'm like, oh, my, oh, you're you're gay, like, you're actually gay-gay. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh! <laughs> this is, and, like, I, it was, it kind of tuned back, because I'm like, I'm so used to being the only gay wrestler on the card in the show. Right. So I was just so, like, taken back. I was like, what? And then, like, you know, uh, it was so funny, because, like, then I found out, like, uh, one of the trainers, or one of the trainees, um, you know, uh, he was gay, too. And I was just like, okay, I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, is this... Like the pride come early. Like what the fuck is going there? Like there are it's four so, games here. Like, this is it's crazy. so weird. Like, um, uh, one of the trainees down here is actually. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, one of the trainees and then one of the wrestlers down here. Uh, in the immediate area. Um, before unfortunately he got injured. Uh, both of them are gay as well, and it was always like the weirdest thing because it's like we form like this like. Coalition, like, like yeah, it's right. just, it's like, it's like, all right, we've got like the three. It's like the three of us can have conversations about things that like everyone else around us like can't understand. Exactly. And like, exactly. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's something that you've ever experienced, but it's almost like being around like other queer wrestlers or whatever. It's like we have like a fucking psychic link. Like, like we can have conversations that no one else can can understand. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's sure. just, it's so nice. It's so nice. Um, it, it, it was very nice. Yeah. It's uh, it doesn't happen often, and and I've, I I I definitely relish those moments when it does. Um, I do too. But yeah, I yeah, especially, yeah, especially do. when uh, you know 
especially like being black and queer and 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 one one of the wrestlers was black and queer and I was like that was a whole different like mind thing I'm like bitch I'm like oh shit I'm like bitch you you fucking get it you get it because you're black but you also get it because you're gay but you also get it because you're a fucking wrestler like then you get it because you're in the south and I'm like oh you know just it's so funny like people you know they're so I don't know it's something about like being understood without having to explain yourself and just and, and just there's commonalities, yeah, yeah, and just and not have to like explain why this is funny, explain why this is offensive, explain why like we're laughing, like what the fuck y'all laughing about? I'm like, oh, bitch, you don't get it, chicken. I could just say chicken to another black man and he's gonna fucking like, ah! like you know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be a whole story. I'm gonna find out that his grandma cooked the best chicken, and I'm like, nah, bro, my grandma cooked the best chicken. You don't know, mm-hmm. um, but it's just something, and I love when that happens. It's amazing. Um. Oh gosh, I had a bunch of questions. I, uh, I'm so bad at this. Um, so, um, so I have a friend, and and you know he's recently coming to his own. Um, so he tells me that he's like, "Hey, my personality and the, and my style is queer, but you know he's with a woman, like you know mm-hmm. him and his girlfriend or whatever." And, you know, I told him, I was like, man, I was like, I really, like, I love this. I love that you're, you know, like, you're queer, but you're not, I mean, you know, whatever the case is, but, like, you know, queer is not just what it, what stereotypically is it supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? It's Absolutely. More like, yeah. I was like, it's oh, special. this is my, yeah, exactly. He's like, this is just my style, my personality, blah, whatever. He's like, you know, blah, blah. He's like, but, you know, obviously I have a girlfriend, blah, blah. And I was just like, well, I was like, so when you say you're queer, I was like, I was like, I, you know, even as a gay man, I'm still, like, confused because i'm just like well so when you say that i'm like are you like are you just queer because of like you know your personality the way you you know the way you kind of go about your way and all that kind of thing is that queer or are you also queer as in like because like when i when people tell me that you're gay or that you're I think I lost you for a second, Mike. Hello. Sorry. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, hold on one second. One second. Okay, sorry about that. You still there? Yep. Okay, sorry. My husband was calling me, and he was like, if he calls like during the podcast, I have to like immediately like text him and say, hey, doing a podcast, you know. You're okay. Uh, so, okay, where was I? So anyway, so I was like, hey, you know, as a gay man, I'm confused because, you know, especially like, you know, my, my other friend told me, was like, oh, hey, I'm bisexual. I was just like, okay. So... I was like, one, don't play with, like, the LGBT community. Two, like, when you say about you're bisexual, like, does that mean you equally will date a man and or woman and, like, have relationships with them? And he was like, well, I'm more so into women, but... And I was like, see, right there, there's no... There should be no but, in my opinion. Now, granted, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. This is just, you know, me on the outside looking in. I don't know your fucking life. But what I'm saying is... If you say you're bisexual, I'm going to be like, look, there's a guy right there, regardless of what he looks like, 
you know, what if you guys have a good time? You guys hang out, and you found out like you know he's he's down to he, you know he's down to hang out, and you know maybe see how it goes. Are you telling me that you wouldn't pursue it seriously, but you would seriously pursue a woman? Like to me, I wouldn't say you're bisexual. I would just say like you kind of want to suck a dick every now and then, but you really want to go home every day. Mm-hmm. like that. I'm gonna just call bullshit and just call bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. So long story short, I told my friend I was like, "Hey man, I was like, so when you say you're queer, like, you know, are you are you attracted to men as well? Like, would you date a man seriously, or is it just like your style and your personality?" And he was just like, "Well, he's like, I've never really considered dating a man, and I've never dated a man, and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff." He's like, "But um, I don't think I would date a date a guy, but I would. I'm just more so like." you know, this is my style of how I want to go about, like, my day. Like, I'm not, you know, like, I like to wear crop tops and, you know, just, you know, little revealing clothes and stuff like that and, you know, whatever. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. So that's where I was kind of confused at. So um, where do you fall on that spectrum? Is it kind of just more like, hey, I'm queer, like, this is my, you know, my personality, my style, but, you know, I'm still, like, that's just my personality, my style. That's not, like, my identifier. So for me, I, God, like I said, I'm, I'm terrible with labels. Um, I do so apologize I get, for labels in advance because like. Oh no, you're okay. I, yeah. so for myself, I identify myself as genderqueer. So I, I have a, identifying strictly as male or strictly as female um, is something that I'm like. I, I, I'm, I'm non-binary. I don't really particularly pigeonhole myself to one or the other. Um, and as for my like sexuality and so on and so forth, it, again, it's, it's a huge spectrum. It honestly, for me, it's more of a case by case basis. I'm more so attracted, like as a, as me, as like a person, it's feminine energy, maybe not necessarily like feminine parts if that makes sense okay heard um so it's like if it's if it's somebody that like i i find you know attractive in that sense and we click and things get to go you know things start getting rolling or what have you cool we could figure all that out when we're when we're doing our thing or whatever but like as far as being specifically like hey i won't date like uh, i won't I won't date men, I won't date women or what have you because I'm trans attracted, which makes it a little bit muddied in the waters in some people's opinions. In my opinion, if you identify as a woman, you're just a woman. If you identify as a man, you're just a man. Gotcha. And if we want to do anything about it, then what it is what it is, whatever, whatever. I'm not, I'm not thinking twice about it. If I find you attractive, I find you attractive. Gotcha. Um, so for me, that's kind of where, like, I, I fall into the spectrum of things. Like, if, for instance, like, I don't know, like, how do I put this in a way? I like, if it's, like, like I said, I'm not attracted to, like, uh, masculine energy, right? So, like, if, you know, somebody who is, like, a very traditionally masculine, very traditionally, like, um man-like presence came up to me whether or not they you know whether or not they do or do not have a penis is irrelevant to me it's just i don't vibe with that like you know yeah with that like kind of like 
macho. I, I want to say aggressive, but like just that typical stereotypical, like, uh, hey, what's going on? Blah 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 blah. Yeah, like it's just it's just not my thing, right? Like I don't like. It, it's it's just not for me. I'm more attracted to that kind of like feminine energy because I myself also do have a bit of that like sort of like because I do switch being non-binary, which is one of the things I that uh, makes me and my partner so compatible is like they're also non-binary. Yeah. So it it's one of those things where it's like they have their masculine moods, uh, they have their feminine moods. I have my masculine moods. I have my feminine moods. So it's like it's great being able to be like. I'm feeling very feminine. I'm going out in, you know, uh, very sort of like gothy kind of dress or whatever the fuck it might be or something of that nature. Um, and then, you know, I have my more masculine partner to kind of balance that out. And then, you know, if I'm in a more masculine mood or something and they're in a, it, it works out in that sense. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah it makes sense. It makes sense. Versus like, if fucking like Rod comes up to me or something and like, <laughs> like, bro, like such a basic fucking gym bro name. Where, yeah, what's up, Rod? Girl? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like if fucking Rod comes up to me or something like that, like it's right. like I, I, it, it it's, it's <sighs> fuck it, you know, opposites tracks two tops it's not gonna work like it's just it's not gonna work like look, look i i'm i i get it i i, I get it so hard I've i was trying to switch. dance around it but like it just, <laughs> no, dude, I get it. It's just I get it, it can't work look i well that's so I, I have this i have this fucking joke i do stand-up comedy from time to time it's it's really mm. bad but i t- <laughs> i told this um I was just stand up and I was just like, man, I was like, man, sometimes I was like, I don't like going to gay clubs because, like, it's uh, it's like watching uh, the National Geographic channel. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, sometimes animals have to go sniff each other to find out, like, oh, hey, is that is that something I want to get into? Is that a man? Is that a woman? You, you know, feminine, masculine, whatever. I was like, it's always so funny because sometimes I'll see two bottoms trying to get together and I'm just like, man, what the fuck are they going to do? Bump purses or something? Like, what? <laughs> Like what the fuck are they gonna do? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's so funny. I've been in a situation to where, uh, man, I, I, this is probably back when I lived in Florida too. Um, I used to be a go-go dancer, uh, plus mm-hmm. I was go go dancer at this club. Um, so it was a restaurant during the day, but it would turn to a nightclub at night. Um, it was called the fuck. I think the Green Iguana or some shit. Okay, we love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there, it was right next to. Um, something called like Acapulco or something. It was a, like a traditional Greek restaurant. Like mm-hmm. literally like, every 10 minutes, the servers would walk around. There were trash cans everywhere and they would break plates. And I'm like, my God, they're fucking like, you know, their cost of goods must be fucking phenomenal. <laughs> but, you know, so, and I come from the restaurant industry. So I'm just like, Oh my God, what the fuck? Anyway. So, uh, you know, fucking dance or whatever. And, uh, you know, this guy's like tipping me. He's talking to me, whatever. So I found, you know, he was like, hey, can I buy you a drink? And I was like, hey, I was like, hey, uh, I was like, yeah, you're more than welcome to buy me a drink. I was like, I, I do prefer to, like, order the drink from the bartender myself and get it myself. I was like, you know, you never can just be too careful around here. And uh, I was like, yeah, give me one second. Let me get out. Let me get out the cage real quick. Like, this sounds, oh my God, I feel like I sound like a hoe. But anyway, so I get from the cage. I go get the, get the drink, whatever. We're just talking, having a good time. 
And, you know, of course, I'm just like, you know, I'm kind of feeling a little frisky. I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey. So I was like, hey, you want to go home or whatever? It's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, before we get there, I was like, I was like, I hate to even ask this. I was like, but, you know, I was like, what, you know, which, what do you prefer? What is your position? Um, and he was like, oh, I'm a top. And I'm just like, all right, bro. So um, it was nice. Thank you for the drinks. I was like, yeah. He was like, what's wrong? I was like, um, I'm retired as far as that part goes. Um, I'm definitely on top now. Um, so, and I, I would, I don't want you to be pressured into doing something that you're not comfortable with, and I'm definitely not going to because I plan on having nachos after this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, let's just, let's just, let's just call it a night. But it was so funny because my friend was just like watching this whole exchange happen, and she was like, "What happened? That guy was so hot." And I was like, "Yeah, he was a top," and she was like, "I get it." <laughs> and I was like, "Thank you, thank you for getting." Um, but yeah, I get it. It's 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 funny how you know things work. I, I mean, I, I would like to say like in a perfect world, like you know, I I feel like both partners should be able to like switch back and forth because I mean, like, oh, absolutely. Who wants to be- you know what I'm saying? For 20 years with the same person, mm-hmm. like, all right, like, you got to switch it out every now and then. Of course. Um, For me, I think it's I, just like, I just, I, I have a very, like, not aggressive energy, but I'm like a very, like, uh, dominant presence in my relationships more often than not. Gotcha. So, like, even like whether it's femme or mask, like my, like my partner often like uh, <laughs> she refers like to femme me as um, God fucking damn it, um, as a as a high powered goth lesbian. So like <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> I, f- I love it. I love it. So like it it's for me. It's like it doesn't it kind of doesn't matter which mood that I'm in. It's just one of those, it's just a mood of like, you know, kind of being the, 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 the dominant presence in that relationship. So it's like, whenever I'm like around someone else who is like, also like, I am also a, a very like dominant girl presence or whatever. I'm like, this isn't going to work. Like, and it's just, I encounter that more often than not with like those kind of like masculine energies. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like every once in a while, it'll, be, it'll happen with like a more feminine energy. But even then, when it's like something like that, I'm like, okay, cool. like this is like I'm fine. Like this is okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, thanks, <laughs> bye. <laughs> like, Are you like, thank you <laughs> and goodbye. Uh, that's funny. Um, man, ah, uh, gosh, I don't think I have any more questions. I, I normally am really good. I, like I said, I'm still literally sitting in my car outside the gym doing this entire podcast. Oh, you're you're okay, honey. Look, I am. So, um, but look, Noah, I appreciate you for taking the time to talk to me, to, uh, share your experiences. Um, it was also, fun. thank you for being so open to, um, I, I do ask a lot of questions. So, you know, I hope, hopefully those questions didn't make you feel uncomfortable or anything yeah, like okay. that. Um, but yes, I would love to do this again. Um, pride month's coming up soon. So I think we'll probably try to plan for a part two with that. Also, um, have you ever been part of, and this is something I'm trying to get like a lot of people to do. I'm trying to get AWR to do it. I'm hoping that this year we can do an LGBT, all the other letters. Um, I would love to do like a, like a, like a LGBT friendly plus allies battle Royale. Oh, that'd be sick. Uh, I feel like a lot of indie promotions have not done one. 
And mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like we should spread the word, like, to other promotions. Like, we should get something together. Like, bring all, like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, um, I, just, I don't know. I just think it would be a really fun time, especially, you know, with, you know, with, with Pride coming up here in a few months. I think it'd be really, really, like, a really good thing. Um, would you be willing to be part of something like that? I would love to. Okay. I'm trying to get AWR to maybe do something like that. Um, I will definitely keep you informed. Thank um, you. I do believe they are going to go with it, as far as I know. Um, but other than that, so where can people uh, go ahead and uh, give out your social handles? Uh, if you have, like, a merch or anything like that, where they can buy your merch. Also, um, if you want to promote any upcoming shows that you're going to be on. I know you said you had uh, two shows this weekend that you're doing. I- I do. Uh, both shows are in the Manatee County area in uh, Florida. So if you ha- find yourself in Sarasota on St. Patrick's Day, come on down to Munchies 420 uh, for Kingdom of Wrestling's, I think it's Mayhem at Munchies. Uh, and then Sunday, March 18th, if I've got my dates correct, come on down to the hall in Palmetto, Florida for UCW's Galaxy Wars, I think it's called, something like that. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at la underscore sex pistola. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at noavail97. And if you would like to support me on any of my merchandising sites, uh, links will for all that stuff will be in the descriptions of both of those social medias. Um, but yeah, I think that's all. My th- I want to say that's all my stuff. I don't have anything crazy like a TikTok or anything like that. I do have a TikTok. I don't know how to fucking work it. Uh, that's probably why my. I, <laughs> I tried like once of making like a TikTok of my dog, and I was just like, okay. I was like, rad. And then my partner started inundating me with TikToks, and I was like, oh my God. I was like, all right, cool. Deleting this. Too many. Too much is happening. Let's <laughs> see. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. Uh, but again, Noah Bell, thank you so much for being here. Um, guys, that has been another episode of my of my, my GB. Oh my god, my GPF with Mikey Sparkles. Um, you guys can catch me this weekend. I will be in St. Marcus, Texas. Um, we will be at um, Sean Patrick's Irish Pub for St. Patrick's Day, of course. Um, I'll be there, and then. Um, I have like I have some more dates scattered throughout the throughout up until July first. I will link that if you follow my social medias, my Instagram, uh, my Facebook. I'll have my other dates on there. I just can't remember right now off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, so I will be in uh, St. Marcus this weekend for St. Patrick's Day. Um, super excited about that. I will have merch. Um, what else is out there? Uh, oh gosh, I think that's. Oh, oh! If you guys are are gonna be there, if you guys are able to make it, I will be debuting a new outfit that I got custom made. Yes, honey. Yes, man. Look, let me tell you. First of all, it is hard to find a really good, decently priced gear maker who can get your shit done in like less than a month. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Can we fucking talk about it real quick? Because, uh, mm-hmm. man, I was blessed. I, Look, you know. I got, so, I got so lucky. My um, my gear maker had an assistant come in for him because he. I, I asked him to make my my new blue my new blue and pink set, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be like eight to ten weeks." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's." I was like, I was like, "Holy shit!" So I was like, I was. 
it was probably like four weeks and he was like, but it might be sooner. Uh, I have an assistant coming in and helping me out and stuff. So like, maybe it'll be closer to like two or three if we can get lucky. So I was sitting there, we get to like the four week mark and I'm like, all right, I have another month to wait. Mm-hmm. And then literally like the day he was like, Hey, your gear and shit's ready. I'm gonna come by my place and pick it up. I was like, yes. Look, thank you. Sweet baby Jesus above. Y'all, y'all don't understand. Let me tell you. Okay. There's some really good gear makers out there. Mm-hmm. And they will take half of a year to make your shit because don't get me wrong. I, I like there's some good gear makers out there, and and I'm not gonna name drop because there's too many. They do some great fucking quality work, but I promise you, if you're not, but they also, you know, they also are doing some bigger work for some of these bigger names. And mm-hmm. no offense, regardless if you pay your deposit, regardless if you paid in full, baby, if you ain't, if you ain't. One of them bigger names, baby. Guess what? You're getting pushed to the back of the line. You make it your shit in six months. Mm, if you, you gotta like, wait, baby. Look, okay, look, I'm just gonna say, I found me a fucking drag queen who can sew, baby. Look, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Like, thank you, woman, universe, whoever you are. Mm-hmm. And I also found this chick on TikTok. Um, I, I, I want to say her. It's B Men's. I'm pretty sure B Men's. Um. She makes these sparkly shorts that I wear uh, that have like a little fringe at the at the at the bottom. Uh, she made me four pair. Ooh, um, they're gonna be here Friday, hopefully. Um, y'all, I'm telling you, as a, as an indie wrestler, as a wrestler, like it is like unless you just on that fucking level, baby, it is hard to find some good gear. It's hard to find like don't get me wrong, El Lucha. Don't get me wrong. I still shop from El Lucha every now and then. I will. I, I got. I got something in the car right now from El Lucha that I'm gonna buy. But baby, I'm telling you. Ugh, get you like find you a drag queen. Find somebody that can sew and measure, and like that will be your best friend. I promise you. Like. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh. Okay. Sorry. I got sidetracked. Anyway. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. It's so. Ugh. I can't believe we didn't talk about that, but I guess we did. Um. But anyway, guys, uh, Noavel, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, y'all go follow Noavel on all of their socials. Um, support indie wrestling. Buy fucking merch, you cheap bitches. Okay, <laughs> bitch, how y'all think I get? I, I can afford Bucky's and and gas back home because of you guys. So continue supporting me. Uh, I love you guys. Um, I love indie wrestling, even though I hate it sometimes. Same. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, we will. I will see you guys this weekend, hopefully. Um, but thank you for joining me for another episode of My GBF with Mikey Sparkles. And this is where we say bye bye. Bye. <laughs>